Hi, and welcome. I'm Julian Moss-Packman, and this is Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. Now, let me begin by telling you, this is supposed to be the wrap-up show of a series that I've been working on for the past couple weeks called Power in the Quiet Moments. It was supposed to be Lesson 3 the last week, and I was going to go over our last kind of grounding exercise of meditation, but I'm beginning to learn that this program is a little different than anything I've ever done before. You know, in the past, I had a very regimented series that I would do every week, and I would not deviate from that format at all because I was in the groove and I really knew what I was doing. But now I'm learning with this show, I think I'm just going to kind of take it as life brings it to me, and I'm able to work on the fly and take in all the information and experiences that keep coming in front of me and using those as a part of the whole process of my radio show. And I really didn't want to rush and go through that meditation session, so I'll probably have that next week. But I, this this program, I want to share this strange and serendipitous experience that happened to me this week that I really want to talk about because it was so significant in my life and it may add some significance to your own. We'll have to see after the half hour. A couple of weeks ago, I made an engagement. I have a standing engagement with a friend of mine, and we go out to the exact same restaurant every month or so at the same time, and we pick this each and every time we get together. Well, we were scheduled, as always, in this past week to go to our restaurant that we go to, And I drive up to the restaurant, and there's this big sign in the parking lot that said, Rick Santorum here tonight. Well, those of you that live under a rock or are not involved in politics, Rick Santorum is a Republican that is running for the presidency of the United States. So I thought it was really odd, and I really wasn't sure that that was the real guy, Rick Santorum, the president potential that was coming to the restaurant later on that night. But sure enough, it was. And I was a little dumbfounded by this because this restaurant is in a rural area and it's really near a gorgeous lake. And it's out of the beaten path of the city. So I wasn't really understanding why he was going to do that. And the main reason that my friend and I picked this restaurant is because it's quiet. It's not packed. You know, it has a tendency to be packed every once in a while on certain days. But we pick the days that it's kind of quiet so we can chatter. And, I mean, we chatter from the minute we sit down to the time we leave. And sometimes we even carry our conversations out into the parking lot. Well, sure enough, we talked to the owner and she explained that they were coming by in a couple hours to this establishment. So my friend and I, we had this big, long discussion on whether we wanted to go and go somewhere else and leave all that behind because the hoopla was starting to settle in and people are starting to show up, secret service, that kind of stuff. You know, and to be honest with you, I was really starting to grapple with my own internal conflicts with this guy 
you know, did I want to be seen with him or even take my picture with him? As a public figure, I learned a long time ago, you have to be very strategic and pay attention to what you're putting out there on the airwaves and in pictures. So I really knew what it meant when I made the decision to stay there, you know, because we have different certain views on issues that we don't see eye to eye on. And I was concerned that I would possibly sending out mixed messages to the universe that I was possibly endorsing him or standing by his principles or supporting his cause. Because one thing I've really worked to do throughout my adulthood is really stay neutral on those kind of things and really stay centered on what feels right for me. And I didn't want anybody to get the idea that I was supporting his way of life because we have different views on things. But, you know, it was pretty cool because my friend and I, we had this long talk, and I don't know how many of you have this view, if you're my age, probably you do. I have this old school mentality of politics, and I really felt like both of us could just step out of our own ideologies for that single moment in time and choose to respect the man that was coming in the restaurant, what kind of human being takes on the challenge of running for president? I was focusing on that, and I wanted to see what this guy was made of. You know, think about it. We've talked about in the last couple weeks about destiny and free will, and this man must have something inside of him that makes him feel that this is his destiny to be running for president at this moment in time. Whether he wins or doesn't win is insignificant to me, but I just wanted to see. The second part of the story was my gut was telling me to stay. And most of the time when I get a really heavy, strong feeling like that in my intuitive sense, I follow it. Now, the interesting thing about those kind of gut reactions that I get in the world is I don't have to know the reason why. I'm so trusting with my own intuitive abilities nowadays. They're just a part of my repertoire that I use each and every moment of my life. So I wasn't really concerned on what I was supposed to be doing there or why I was supposed to be doing there. I just get this overall feeling that I was supposed to be present when this man showed up. Well, I just felt like it was time. And I have to admit, I got a little giddy when the man came through the door. But what was interesting about him was things started to take place. And they informed us that if you want to have your picture taken with him, you could and but stay in your seats and he'll come around. So I debated back and forth, do I don't I? And he's getting closer and closer and it's like, oh. So I just decided what the heck. I'm gonna go ahead and have my picture taken with this guy and figure out what what all that means later. So as you can see, most of you have been to my Facebook page. If you haven't been to my Facebook page, I posted the picture, and I also tweeted that the picture of it. And you know what's crazy about it is I knew that I was going to have some reactions. I'm not 
I'm not silly. I'm not naive. I knew that there would be some kind of reaction coming back both good and bad because that's the kind of person he is. He's running for president. So I fully understand the magnitude of the lessons that I was going to be learning through this. But a lot of times you don't learn your own lessons unless you listen and see the thoughts and presentation from the eyes of others. The whole idea is that we're all growing together. Don't ever forget that. So I knew that something would be coming back and forth. Now, I have to admit, I have great friends and really wonderful people on my Facebook page. I don't really have the fringes. I have really intelligent, smart people that can articulate their own views without bashing and being disrespectful. Well, I want to read one of the Facebook page comments that came back to me after I posted this picture. It was from a really good high school friend I had years ago, and this is what he wrote. I see a depiction of the wide gap between religious dogma and spiritual comprehension. Well, I really humbly took a real clear vision of what he was saying. And if you go back and you take a look at this picture, you can see what he's talking about. And let's take it even one more step further than that. What was crazy about it was I was looking at a visual perception of my own book that I just published months ago called Beyond the Pews, Breaking with Tradition and Letting Go of Religious Lockdown. I was looking at this man who was standing beside me, and he does represent that religious dogma that my friend was talking about. He lives it. He breathes it. This is what his platform is built on. And then you look at myself, and he is right again with the spiritual comprehension of what I have learned through my religious dogma that I write about in the book and how I've been able to live in the process of spirituality now and understanding the spiritual awareness of all different kinds. So I look at this picture, and in that instant, we're both in one aligned common cause, which was we're both Americans, and we both want to have something better for ourselves and our children. In my book, I talk about going beyond our separation, and is there a place for a new order that I call the pluralistic servant. I have no idea if we can do this. And for the split second in time that was encapsulated in an image, we were able to pass through all of that and make way possibly for a new order that is inclusive for everyone. After the break, I want to talk about the color hues I saw around Rick Santorum. I got to admit, it blew my mind when I noticed it for the first time and watched him as he worked the crowd at this restaurant. 
I want to tell you the colors that I saw and what I believe they represent to a certain extent of my own observation. But before the break, I want to read you something out of Beyond the Pews, my book, and then we'll talk about those colors after the break. In willing religious servitude, we strive to advance along our personal sacred path. In willing spiritual servitude, we strive to assist others to advance along their sacred path. In willing pluralistic servitude, we strive to assist the world to advance along the sacred path. That's an excerpt from the back of my book. You have to remember your choice of who you are in all that will ultimately and forever be your own. After this short break, I want to talk about the colors that I saw around Rick Santorum. We'll be right back after this short break. Change already your future, your choice. Welcome back to Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. I'm your host, Jillian Moss-Bassman. Before the break, I was talking about religious dogma and spiritual comprehension in the words of my dear friend from high school. And in this section, I want to take that a little bit further. Part of spirituality spirituality and that awareness of living a life like that It's about getting in touch with your own spiritual intuitive language, as I call it in the book. I'm not one of those believers that believe in the concept of sixth sense, which means that it stands alone all by itself over in the corner and you call upon it independently whenever you need it. I'm a firm believer that intuition works through all our five senses. And in particular, today, I want to highlight the sight, the sense of sight. That's the one everybody talks about, everybody's enamored with, the one that kind of gets everybody's intention. 
And everybody wants it, but once they get it, then they get scared to death about it. As I told you before the break, I had this real gut sense that I was supposed to stay in this restaurant and see this man, Rick Santorum, what he represented, and even get my picture taken with him. You know, I have learned since I was a little kid how to see colors and hues around things and people and everywhere I go. In the book, I describe it as a game that I used to play. And for all intents and purposes, it's now become a way of my life. I really don't set out to see colors around people or hues that I see around other people. It just comes to me automatically like eye color or hair color or what color you have on in your clothes. So this is where it comes from, and I don't set out to do it purposely. And I really don't use it for any other purposes other than a part of my repertoire of a lesson or a tool that I use to assess what I'm dealing with and see. So the disclaimer I want to put out before I tell you what I saw is that these are my own observations, my own opinions, and my own perceptions of what I saw that day when I was with this man this week. Now, each one of you may share in the same messages that I get, but the wonderful thing about intuitive language is that it's exactly that. It's like a soul fingerprint from each one. We're all different. So your interpretation, and if you see the color, may be different. But in the book, I give you an index of the colors that I have seen and what they have represented to me over the years of so many clients and people I've come to. In this restaurant, my friend and I, we were sitting in our normal booth where, you know, it's at the back. And believe it or not, it turned out to be the hot seat of action for everybody else because he was coming through the door directly behind us. So the anticipation was growing and the place was packed and there were a lot of people that wanted to see Rick Santorum. So when he came out of the back door into the restaurant, I was giddy like the rest of them. And it was just, you can imagine, I don't know how many of you have been in this situation, but it was pretty crazy to think that this man that just walked in the door with his fancy vest, which I wanted him to wear, might be the next potential candidate for presidency of the United States. Well, after I started settling down and got my head into what was going on, there was something that popped to my attention, and it was clear as day. I'm telling you, it was almost overwhelming to see what I saw. I was looking at his color hues around him. Now, I didn't make a concerted effort. It just kind of presented itself as a part of who he was. And I'm telling you, it was bright and it was prevalent all around him. And it was a little bit distracting for me because I was trying to pay attention to what he was doing. But as he was working the crowd, there was times that I couldn't see him but I could only see his aura, his color hues above the crowd, and it was hovering above the people 
And so I could tell where he was going throughout the restaurant, even though I couldn't see him. Now, in my book, I talk about seeing two bands around people. The first band is usually this band that you're born with, and it never changes throughout your entire life. It stays very stable, and it has one hue color to it. The second band that I see is out a little bit further, and this is the band that changes every day, moment to moment, time to time, situation to situation. Now, the first hue that I saw around him, the one that never changes that you're born with, it was bright red. And when we're talking red, I'm talking bright red, and it had hints of blue inside this color aura. Now, when you say red to people, they kind of get this red flag, so to speak, of, oh, that means really bad. But red is just as neutral and has its own lessons to learn like everyone else. Red in the book on page 123 that I refer to in Beyond the Pews, I write it like this. It represents the color of experiencing unconditional physical love found in human relationships between each other and spiritual love is already understood. I don't know that much about this man's platform, but I do know that he has great resolve for his religious conviction. So this red that I was seeing actually was running and just parallel with what this guy was saying out in the world. He does have deep religious convictions that really are a part of this guy's color hue that I could see. And he was working it all together. The other part to red that I don't talk about in the book is that it does have a tendency to have little tempers. And you know these things that he's showing up and he says things off the cuff and then he has to go back and and undo the damage, so to speak, that he's done? This is a part of that natural band of red that I saw around him. This is his natural process of learning. So I'm not going to be surprised if he does that a few more times, but that's how his learning curve goes in the physical world. Red represents being physical learning how to be a part of a group in the physical. Now, the blue hues I saw represent communication and sharing others in their conviction. So what was cool about it is this guy is right in line, you guys, with what he's supposed to be doing. I really did find that he believes in what he's doing. He has his calling for doing this in the world, and it lines up with that red of the band that I see of the life lessons he's supposed to be learning throughout his lifetime in this moment. Now, the second band, remember I told you, is the band that changes from moment to moment. Uh, Experience, experience, you know, people, that kind of thing. The color that I saw very brilliantly on him was the color orange and very sliver of green on the edges. So we have this huge band of red, bright red, and then it mooted out into a beautiful hue of orange with just a sliver of green all around the edges. 
This one is the one that's dynamic. It's changing all the time. And in the book, I talk about this secondary level of being and searching and finding your true identity of who you are physically, mentally, and spiritually. And on the green hue, now mind it's not real big, the green hue in my book, I talk about it's the understanding of conscious love in all aspects of the world. What I was taken back by was he was exactly in the zone of what he should be with this color orange when he was out amongst the crowd. It was more about spiritual identity of who he is. These people were giving back to him, and he was in that present orange of who am I and trying to convey to other people what his message was and what he represents and what he wants to do and plans to do when he becomes leader of the group of America if that's what his destiny is. I have did not look, nor do I want to know, whether he's going to become president or didn't become president. I was focused on that moment in time when I was with this man, and I wanted to know if his own intuitive sense was lining up with what he was speaking out in the world. Now, I can only speak for Rick Santorum because he's the only one that I've been present with in live time. It was fun to be a part of his process. And I feel grateful that I got to take a picture of him because it does represent a molding of all that spiritual concepts concepts we're trying to achieve and the religious dogma that he so graciously believes in. It was an incredible experience that I'll never forget. And it's going to be interesting to see how this red hue of his own physical identity of the world and learning human relationships, which is what his goal should be all the time, and how the orange represents the identity of who he is in all of that. The color orange was holding him back from engaging too much into the crowd. And that's what you have to do. Can you imagine being bombarded? And I just saw a little tiny world that he was involved in that night. The restaurant was packed with people, packed with people that wanted to touch him, be near him, have a picture taken with him, share their ideas, share their values, support him, non-supporters, all different kinds of dimensions of people. And you put it all together in one group. And what was fascinating for me was how he was able to hold his strength of his own color auras around him. I never saw it cross over into anybody else. That's a really good sign, people, that at some level this man I don't care whether he wins. I don't care whether he loses. The point was you could see from an an intuitive perspective that I had is that he's pretty grounded in who he is and learning more about how he works within the human context of his own religious 
gain, not gain, his own religious realities and how it all works together. Next week, I promise to you that I will get back to the last part of our series of power in the quiet moment. I really want to go over that grounding exercise. P.S. This is what I had to do. I was so not grounded after meeting this wonderful man in the restaurant. I took a few minutes in my own car to ground myself so I would be safe driving home. So we'll go over that exercise next week. And between now and then, remember, change doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. I'll see you next time, Thursday, high noon, Block Talk Radio. We'll see you then. 